A Kakemano Ghost Sawara was a pupil in the house of the artist Tenko, who was a kind and able master, while Sawara, even at the commencement of his art studies, showed considerable promise. Kimi, Tenko's niece, devoted her time to her uncle and in directing the affairs of the household generally. Kimi was beautiful, and it was not long before she fell desperately in love with Sawara. This young pupil regarded her as very charming, one to die for, if need be, and in his heart he secretly loved her as well. His love, however, unlike Kimi's, was not demonstrative, for he had his work to attend to, and so, to be sure, had Kimi. But work with Sawara came before his love, and with Kimi it was only love that mattered. One day, when Tenko was out paying a visit to a friend, Kimi came to Sawara, and, unable to restrain her feelings any longer, told him of her love, and asked him if he would like to marry her. Having made her request, she set tea before her lover, and awaited his answer. Sawara, of course, returned her affection, and said that he would be delighted to marry her, adding, however, that marriage was not possible until after two or three years, when he had established a position for himself and had become a famous artist. Soon after this conversation, Sawara, in order to add to his knowledge of art, decided to study under a celebrated painter named Miyoke, and, everything having been arranged, he bade farewell to his old master and Kimi, promising that he would return as soon as he had made a name for himself and become a great artist. Two years went by and Tenko and Kimi heard no news of Sawara. Many admirers of Kimi came to her uncle with offers of marriage, and Tenko was debating as to what he should do in the matter when he received a letter from Miyoke, saying that Sawara was doing good work and that he desired that his excellent pupil should marry his daughter. Tenko imagined, perhaps not without some reason, that Sawara had forgotten all about Kimi, and that the best thing he could do was to give her in marriage to Yorozuya, a wealthy merchant, and also to fulfill Miyoke's wish that Sawara should marry the great painter's daughter. With these intentions, Tenko resolved to employ strategy, so he called Kimi to him and said, Kimi, I have received a letter from Miyoke, and I am afraid the sad news which it contains will distress you. Miyoke wishes for Sawara to marry his daughter, and I have told him that I fully approve of the union. I feel sure that Sawara has neglected you, and I therefore wish that you should marry Yorozuya, who will make, I am sure, a very good husband. When Kimi heard these words, she wept bitterly, and without a word went to her room. In the morning, Tenko entered Kimi's apartment, but his niece had gone, and the protracted search that followed failed to discover her whereabouts. When Miyoke had received Tenko's letter, he told the promising young artist that he wished him to marry his daughter, and thus establish a family of painters. But Sawara was amazed to hear this extraordinary news and explained that he could not accept the honor of becoming his son-in-law because he was already engaged to Tenko's niece. Sawara, all too late, sent letters to Kimi, and, receiving no reply, 
he set out for his old home. When he had reached the little house where he had received his first lessons in the art of painting, he learnt in anger that Kimi had left her old uncle, and so in due time he wound up marrying Kiku, or Chrysanthemum, the daughter of a wealthy farmer. Shortly after Sawara's marriage, the lord of Aki bade him paint the seven scenes of the island of Kabakarijima, which were to be mounted in gold frames. He at once set out for these islands and made a number of rough sketches. While thus employed, he met along the shore a woman with a red cloth round her loins, and her hair loose and falling about her shoulders. She carried shellfish in her basket, and as soon as she saw Sawara, she recognized him. You are Sawara, and I am Kimi, she said. It was a false report about your marriage with Miyoke's daughter, and my heart is full of joy, for now nothing prevents our union. Alas, poor much-wronged Kimi, that cannot be, replied Sawara. I thought that you had deserted Tenko, and that you had forgotten me, and believing these things to be true, I have married Kiku, a farmer's daughter. Kimi, without a word, sprang forward like a hunted animal, ran along the shore, and entered her little hut, Sawara running after her and calling her name over and over again. As he burst into the hut, before his very eyes, he saw Kimi take a knife and thrust it into her throat, and in another moment she lay dead upon the ground. Sawara wept as he gazed upon her still form, noticed the wistful beauty of death upon her cheek, and saw a new glory in her wind-blown hair. So fair and wonderful was her presence now that when he had controlled his weeping, he made a sketch of the woman who had loved him so well, but so pitifully. Above the mark of tide he buried her, and when he reached his own home, he took out the rough sketch, painted a picture of Kimi, and hung the kakemono on the wall. That very night, Sawara awoke to find that the figure in the kakemono had come to life, and that Kimi, with the wound in her throat and her disheveled hair, stood beside him. Night after night she came, a silent, pitiful figure, until at last Sawara, unable to bear these visitations any longer, presented the kakemono to the Korinji temple and sent his wife back to her parents. The priests of the Korinji temple prayed every day for the soul of Kimi, and by and by did she find peace and troubled Sawara no longer. <laughs>